Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Here comes the man who has toured Joint Chiefs of Staff, launched nuclear missiles, and reported to Ross Perot. CCAR's 2020 president, David Long, and communications extraordinaire, Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, David. Hey, Jonna. Welcome to the top. I'm happy to be here. Me too. So who are we talking to today? Well, today we have Scott Kessner, and Scott is the chair of the Texas Real Estate Commission, or TREC as we like to call it. And Scott has more than 25 years of real estate experience and has proven to be a committed leader and member of the Realtor Association. He's also served in numerous positions at the local, state, and national levels. Will we be covering continuing education? Of course. David, as you know, the Collin County Association of Realtors highly values quality education, and we've even gone as far to make courses completely free or discounted for our members. Yes, I know, and I really appreciate that. But that doesn't stop some last-minute chaos for agents who forget to register and complete courses. Yikes. So we asked Scott to join us today to discuss continuing education, its value, and if there's a best practice for completing required courses. Thanks, Scott, for taking the time to speak with us today. You bet. Thank you for the opportunity. So, Scott, let's go ahead and take it from the top. What is continuing education, and why is it so important for agents to pay attention to it? Well, the main reason it's important is it's required to maintain your life, okay? Now, in Texas, you need 18 hours, and those 18 hours, currently, there's only two classes that are required, legal one and legal two. As of February 1st, if you renew after February 1st, there's going to be a three-hour contract also required. That class can be broke down in one-hour classes or a three-hour class or whatever, and it can be based on a number of topics. But that's the main reason it's required. Probably the most important reason is it maintains competency and lets people learn about changing markets and changing loan types or demographics or whatever. So not only is it required to maintain your life, but it's also required to maintain competency as, as an agent. Right. So is there a difference in CE requirements for new agents versus agents that have been in the business for a while? Yeah, there, there's a huge difference. In Texas, when you get your license in order to sit for the test, you need 180 hours. That's the four classes. That's your principles one, principles two, law of contract, agency, finance, and then promulgated contract. Then the first two years, you need 98 hours, okay? 90, 90 of those hours need to be what they call SAE, salesperson's apprentice education. That's like your 30-hour core classes, okay? And then you need legal one and legal two. That's in the first renewal cycle, which is two years. Now, SAE is harder to get once you get licensed because it is 30 hours. You've got 30 hours you have to commit to get it. There are several providers that provide 30-hour classes beyond what you've already taken. Now, TREC does allow someone to take a class they've taken earlier if it's been more than two years. We have had people go back and take finance because once they get in the field, they have a little bit better understanding of what's covered there. With large contract changes that TREC approved in, in November, that will be mandatory in April. There might be a need or a want to take a promulgated contract class again to go over the new changes. 
There's also, uh, but if you'll go to Trek's website and look at education courses, you can sort them by CE and then by SAE. So new agents need, you know, 98 hours. I will also say GRI, the Graduate Realtor Institute designation, and John, I think you're familiar with that. That is 90 hours, and that will fulfill the obligations for 90 hours. So nearly every provider has an additional 30-hour classes. Now, once you get through that first renewal cycle, then you'll be required to take 18 hours every two years. So you go from 98 hours the first year, the first renewal cycle, two years, to 18 hours for every subsequent renewal. And that's currently at 18 hours. Trek does have the authority to raise that, but we have chose not to raise it so far. Now, of that 18 hours, legal one and legal two are required. That's eight hours. And then if you renew after February 1st, there will be a three-hour contract class also required, or three hours in contract. If you are a broker supervising licensees or a designated supervisor, you'll also be required to take broker responsibility to renew, and that's a six-hour class. So if you're a supervisor or broker sponsoring real estate licensees, you've got really 17 hours that are going to be required of the 18. Okay, good. That's a great response. Thank you for explaining that. Now, Scott, do you know, do CE requirements differ from state to state? Yes, very much so. And I've got a a little chuckle because two days this week, I'm taking renewals in New Mexico. I'm also a licensed broker in New Mexico, and I'm taking the CE in New Mexico. So yeah, each state is different. What I try to do when I'm taking CE for another state, I know there's a lot of brokers and agents in Texas that are licensed in either New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, other places. I try to take a class that will also help me in Texas. Like I'm taking one on a four-hour service animal, fair housing, maybe environmental, something like that, that I can also use in my Texas practice also. But uh, yeah, each state is different as far as what they require. And the renewal cycle in New Mexico, we renew every three years versus every two years. And you always renew on the end of the month following the month you were born. Okay, So, so I always renew January 31st. So yeah, each state is definitely different. Okay. Well, and that makes a lot of sense. I, I like how you explain your approach to, you know, those classes that you take that are required in other states. So that kind of rolls into my next question. So do you have recommendations as to how an agent should approach or manage their CE requirements? Yeah, I really do. I think, let me approach this from two different angles. On the first question, we talked about what's required for a renewal, okay, as far as SAE and CE. I hope I was clear that that is the minimum requirement, okay? If you are practicing real estate in the great state of Texas, you can do the minimum requirement and maintain your life, okay? I would really suggest that, you know, just because you have to have 18 hours does not mean you can't have 30 hours. Just because you're in CE does not mean you can't go back and take a 30-hour core class that might help you be a better agent and be a better advocate for your client. The easiest thing to do, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of preaching to the choir because I'm getting my last 14 hours in New Mexico done you know, at the very last moment. You know, Look for classes being offered that 
you think will help you in your business. If you are a property manager, look for some local property management classes offered by either your association or one of the local providers. If you're wanting to start going to commercial, look for some commercial classes. But take it in, in small increments, you know, because if you wait till the very last minute to renew your license, the great example, last month we had several licenses, thousands and thousands of licenses expiring in Texas in November, as we do every month. Well, Texas Real Estate Commission got notice from the state facilities manager, all the buildings for the state are managed by the facilities office, that they were going to have a major power shutdown, I think it's last four or five days in November. So in order to get your renewal done, you really needed to get it in almost 10 days early, okay? So when you wait to the last minute, sometimes it's hard to get it in. But exceed expectations. I mean, if you're doing property management, take some property management classes. If you're a strong buyer's agent, take some classes as far as, you know, representing your buyers, looking at a different market, maybe some financing, some, some different things, okay? So just because 18 is minimum does not mean you cannot exceed that. If you're a broker, you have to agree with this. One of our responsibilities is to track when our agents see or do. And uh, we track in and I start looking. Track notifies you 90 days in advance that your CE is due. And we try to track it at least four months out, three months out, two months out, and then one month out and pick up the phone and call. Say, hey, I'm showing you need 18 hours. I'm showing you have 12 hours. When are you getting the other six hours? And try to get it renewed. Track website. If you do need to know how many hours you need, once you're in that renewal cycle within 90 days of your license expiring, you can go to their website. You can find your license. You can click on education. It'll show what classes have been taken, how many hours you're counting toward this year or this renewal, and how many more hours you need. It will also show the mandatory, legal one, legal two, and broker responsibility of your supervisor if they've been completed. Okay, that's kind of a long answer, but that's the easiest way to manage it so is to look at it long term. What do I need to do? So, Scott. Ethics class has also, or course, has also been changed. It used to be counted as part of uh, Legal 2 in Texas, which uh, it no longer can be counted as part of Legal 2. So where does that fit in as far as the 18 hours taking your required ethics class? Okay. Let me see if I can, I can answer this where it makes sense. We've been talking about this the last two weeks in our office. Okay. Trek requires 18 hours to renew once you get in the renewal box. Okay, and required, as we talked about, legal one, legal two. I believe it was legal two used to count for the ethics for the association. And let me kind of break it down. When you get your license, your license in the state of Texas, when you join your local association, whether it's Collin County Association of Realtors, the Greater El Paso Association of Realtors, whichever association you join, there is a ethics requirement that you take an ethics class every three years, okay? Up until, I believe, 2019, don't quote me on this, even though you're recording it, Legal 2 counts for your ethics update for the National Association of Realtors. Now it does not, okay? So you need to take a separate class 
that will get your three hours ethics requirement done for the local association. If a provider was to submit that to track, track might approve that. And I'm not sure if it's approved or not. It could be approved for continuing education. I don't know if it is. And some of the providers out there will certainly know. But I had a call from a local association and they said that track needs to change the name because it no longer counted for ethics. Well, there's still ethic requirements for a licensee that's different than the association. So if the three hours or four hours of ethics you take for the association does not count for the 18, then you'll just sub-take the 18, okay? But there's two different requirements. The ethics is required strictly for members of the association as far as the NAR ethics. Does that, does that help? Um, I think so. Now, so, okay. so if I... Let's say I took an ethics class through NAR. Okay. Does that count uh, here in Texas and for my association? I'd have to get with the provider, or you need to get with the provider and see if that class has been approved by TREC, by the Real Estate Commission. Okay. okay? And if you go to TREC's website, I mean, there are hundreds of classes that are approved for CE and then a bunch for SAE also, but the local provider would know if that was approved. And I think that would probably be depending on their provider and if they got it approved. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. okay. But I do know Legal 2 will no longer count for your association. You're exactly right on that. Okay. There's a process to get a, a course approved for CE, correct? Yes, there is. And I wish I had the email address, but if you're a provider, they certainly know the process. When... Real estate contract, the three-hour contract class, was proposed by the Education Standards Advisory Committee, what we call ESAC. ESAC did a really great job on the recommendation as far as it being locally driven. And when I say locally driven and not promulgated, not be like legal one, legal two, or promulgated, or, or a broker responsibility. That is called the same in 254 counties across Texas. This three-hour contract class, it can be fine-tuned what's going on in your market. In El Paso, we don't have a big issue with windstorm and hurricane. The Gulf Coast, Corpus, Galveston, Houston, they definitely had issues with windstorm and hurricanes and intercultural waterways addendums and all that. So they can have part of their contract class dealing strictly with that. In El Paso, we have issues with legislation as far as selling property within a 50-mile international border. I don't know, homeowners associations, this is going to make you jealous and want to move to El Paso. Probably less than 4% of our transactions involve homeowners, homeowners associations. Oh, that's not the case here. <laughs> yeah, and so... You know, if I have two hours of homeowners association in El Paso, there's probably something else I could be teaching locally. So when Trek passed the three-hour requirement, they said, okay, local providers, submit us a class that works in your area. At the same time, there were probably 150 classes, I don't know, 100, 200 classes that were already approved for contract, but not approved for this new requirement. So what TREC did is they had a process to fast track 
and get the current contract classes if you submitted approved for the three-hour requirement, okay? So they fast-tracked that, and last I heard, there were like 80 contract classes already approved for the three hours. But let's say a local provider says, you know what, I've got this great idea for doing a class on the process of going through a homeowner's association, all the addendums, all the process, and I've got this class together. I want to count for CE. They can submit it to the Real Estate Commission through the Education Department and get it approved. And there's probably brokers that have training classes that are probably worthy of, of being approved for CE. It's just a matter of getting it submitted and seeing if it can be approved. Right. Yeah, very good. So are there any other um, misconceptions about CE that you would like to touch on? I think probably the, the biggest misconception is that if you get your 18 hours every two years, that you are exceeding expectations for being competent. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the market today that might require more education than just your basic 18 hours. There's stuff going on locally in every market. Track wants everybody to be geographically competent. You know, that sometimes that's hard to define, but I think in each market there are certain things that go on. I know in your market, I'll just ask you, how many different cities do you view sell real estate in as far as different restrictions and permits needed and signed ordinances and stuff like that in just a year? How many different cities do you touch? Probably six to ten. Yeah. Uh, across Collin County. Um, and this varies by uh, agent, of course. Like if if somebody asks me about selling or buying a home in Fort Worth, because of the brokerage I'm with, I'm more likely to refer that to one of our agents in Fort Worth because they know the market in Fort Worth a lot better than I do. I know the areas that I span, that I feel comfortable in, and I don't try to go beyond that really. But probably just in Collin County, you know, we probably have easily six to eight or ten different cities that we cover. And each one of them have different ordinances and and different processes for permits or or signs or whatever. So, yeah, the misconception is you get your 18 hours, you're good to go anywhere in the state of Texas. And that's not necessarily the, the truth. We try to talk to our agents about service area. El Paso is a pretty big county and you can live on the west side in the upper valley, you can go all the way to Horizon City or Favens or Toronto and be, you know, 60 miles still within the same county. But is it truly your service area? Is it truly the area you know? And the property type, you know, someone asked the other day about, you know, I've got 20 acres. It has a house that's been abandoned to a one to four. Do I do a farming ranch? Do I do an unimproved? You know, which contract do you use? And if you're selling a lot of single-family residences and you want to start looking at the farm and ranch market, then that might be the seed you need to take because just your basic 18 hours is not going to cover the competency level needed to do different types of transactions. So that's probably the biggest misconception is after 18 hours, I'm competent in all parts of real estate. Very good. So, Scott, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Use your local providers 
and this is for brokers, this is for sales, for, you know, sales licenses, whoever. You know, if there's something going on in your market or, or something you want more information on, get with your provider and say, hey, you know, have we thought about getting a class written for this for CE? You know, not all CE classes are three hours. You can get a one-hour class approved. And so, you know, let the local providers know what CE you think your local market needs. And then reach out, help them write the class, give them some ideas, and see if you can't get it submitted. Excellent. Thank you so much. So, Scott, uh, thanks for joining us today. It's been uh, very informative. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us again. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. And if you have a question or topic you would like us to discuss on the podcast, we want to hear it. Email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear it covered. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't forget to call before showing. Special thanks to our hosts, Jonna Fernandez and David Long. Our audio engineer, Garrett Holton. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. Podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. And producer, Bree Westbury. Tune in next time and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.